Hello fellow humans, Chris here. Uh, if you're watching this now, then most likely Brandon Bernard has been executed. Uh, unless some kind of miracle happens in the next 20 minutes. Um, it didn't really look good, the prospects of changing this even yesterday when I shared the video and shared the petition. But I felt it was worth the effort at least, just because a life was at stake. And I just really believed that the circumstances surrounding this particular case were very disturbing to me. And it's not just because of the circumstances of the crime itself, but the reasoning behind it. Uh, it really seems like this is a power move by the Trump administration trying to defy the justice system because the incoming president, Joe Biden, is staunchly against the death penalty. So it's just unprecedented for an outgoing president in a lame duck session to preside over federal executions. Having said that, this whole case kind of got me thinking about just the death penalty in general. And I know I don't typically do videos just purely on why I support or don't support a particular subject, but uh, I felt kind of compelled to talk about my views on capital punishment just in light of this situation and why in a, va in a vacuum you can feel one way or another about whether people should deserve, do deserve death for certain extreme punishments. That's one question. The other question though is, is the uh, admission of justice on that equal? Is it fair? And I don't think that it is. I think that if you look at the numbers, it's pretty easy to see that there's a disparity there when it comes to race and when it comes to income. Uh, the, the people that typically get put to death. So, I've always had kind of a complicated view on the death penalty. I, I think that my gut tells me that we shouldn't be putting people to death uh, as a civilized society that no crime really merits us dropping to that level that if we're going to be pro-life or if we're going to say that all lives matter then we can't really draw a line on that that's almost a moral position too um, because you're, you're, there are certain arguments when it comes to abortion, for example, where the sanctity of life itself is used as a measure of whether something is just or not. And without getting into my personal belief on abortion and what life means, when life begins, what constitutes a, a life by our moral standards, whatever that may be, that's a whole other conversation, but whatever your position on that is, you have to be consistent. Like, if you're going to say that all lives matter in the light, in the context with which that particular statement is used, then you have to apply it across the board.
there's just there's no other way um, so that's my kind of moral stance on it and some of that isn't just purely that I think that some people don't deserve to die because I think some people do deserve to die it's more about us as civilized society uh, and particularly in government making that call making that judgment on on a life that's the part that kind of bothers me about it having said that and this is why this is a complicated issue for me there are absolutely people that deserve to die uh, Ted Bundy um, first you know kind of comes off the top of my head because I, I studied him in college and um, just what he did was just horrific the other ones too uh, Richard Ramirez and uh, Charles Manson uh, Andre Chikateo maybe saying that wrong um, you know these people did brutal committed brutal acts uh, over an extended period of time not so much in Charles Manson's case but and the others is a serial killer aspect to it. And uh, even with Charles Manson's case, it is a premeditated, deliberate act. Stuff like that is a different level of evil because there is there is that premeditation to it. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer, that was the only one I was, I was trying to think of. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, who, who uh, actually ate people and buried them under his house. And, um... I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think that an 18-year-old kid who can't even drink yet, you can't drink alcohol, and the reason why is that studies have shown that your brain isn't done developing until your early 20s, so it can have permanent effects on your brain. If you're not old and mature enough by the state standard to drink alcohol, then I would really question the use of the death penalty on somebody who his brain isn't fully developed yet. And aside from that, this this was a this was a botched robbery. This was a spur of the moment situation. Horrible situation. Deplorable situation. Shouldn't have happened and he absolutely should face justice for it. We're not talking about letting him off the hook. But We've really got to look at the administration of justice and how and why we choose the punishments that we do. And do you really group somebody like that, an 18-year-old whose brain isn't fully formed yet, in a rash decision, a really bad decision, but a rash, panicked decision to do what he did, you're going to put that in the same lump of people as a Ted Bundy or a Jeffrey Dahmer you know, people who just cause destruction over years of years, killing innocent people and just un all kinds of unspeakable, horrific things that I don't even want to get into here. Those are the kind of extreme situations that we talk about with the death, with the death penalty. And, and this is the thing, what I'm trying to come around to is... Yes, I, in a vacuum, I'm against the concept of a death penalty, but I do think that there are extreme situations where it's merited. Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, are people that I do not shed a tear for, and I do not have any concern about people like that uh, being executed. If it's done fairly, if, it's, if the system 
can be trusted. Now, can the system be trusted to do its job to, to pass judgment uh, and justice fairly? I don't know. That's another part of the problem here. Um, again, this is, is multi-layered, uh, as many things are. So there's not necessarily one right answer. But I just know that there is not a consistent administration of justice in this country, and that really bothers me. And the fact that an outgoing president in a lame duck session on his way out can do this after 17 years of a federal moratorium that went into, it went into place under the Bush administration can just get lifted by one man who lost the popular vote twice, just lost the popular vote by record numbers for, a, for an incumbent, on his way out can just do something like this. And the power rests solely with him. You get half a million signatures now on that petition that I shared yesterday. And people are calling the justice number, people are writing letters to Donald Trump. It doesn't matter. Federal court threw it out, and Donald Trump is, he's not going to do anything. And there's going to be four more after this. He's going to have 13 executions in, in his last year as president by the end of his term uh, if, all these, uh, if all these executions go through. Highly, highly unprecedented and very disturbing. Again, this goes beyond your opinion of the death penalty. But I just wanted to kind of share that as a follow-up to my video yesterday my views on the death penalty and why this particular case is just so bothersome to me. I hope that after I do this video I will check out the news and find out something positive. I, I highly doubt that I will, uh, but I wanted to know that I at least was doing all that I could after I found out about this story yesterday. So anyway, um, thanks again. I appreciate the support, and uh, I appreciate anybody that took the time to sign the petition and uh, just feeling like we're trying to do what we can to set better standards for ourselves as a society. So thanks again. Uh, I'll be talking to you all again real soon. Have a great rest of your day, and don't be afraid to question the consensus.